Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. Welcome to a brand new monthly medicine all around the month of June. Happy full moon in Sagittarius. We're going to be talking quite a bit about that a little bit later in the episode when we speak about our moons. This one's pretty significant for kind of bringing us from the energy of May to the energy of June. But because monthly medicines are so delicious and exciting to do, I'm kind of going to jump right in to the medicine. So first I want to talk about the energy of the month of June because she's potent one. June is the straddler in many ways. It's not the most like beautiful word for her, but, (laughs) or for it, but, um, June is really profound and really powerful. So any month that we shift in season, as in we move through an equinox is always very significant. So we have March, we have December, we have June, and then we have September. So we won't meet this energy again until we arrive in September this June carries within it the energies of, of Gemini and Cancer, the energies of the lovers and the chariot, two massively important medicines to imbibe and carry through and do work on. We have the energy of Gemini, which is so intense and electric and in some ways lovely, and in other ways challenging, like all other signs and, and all other energies of signs, you know, everybody experiences them really differently. And then we have cancer that's, you know, really intense too. (laughs) So we have kind of all of these really intense, you know, air and water energies that meet us in the month of June. So all kinds of different experiences and emotions can arise in this frequency but we're all feeling what is the inherent medicine of the month of June, which is a sacred review time. So June splits the wheel of the year in half. It moves us through the summer equinox, and it offers us a really organic midway point in which to ask ourselves questions. And we might not even be consciously doing this, but once we start moving into this frequency, especially when we get a little bit closer to the 21st, the 20th, 21st, which is when the equinox hits and moves us from Gemini to Cancer, what we are asking ourselves is essentially, what have we done with our year thus far? And not in a egoic way, like, oh, I haven't done anything. Like you, I promise you, if you've survived this year, you've done a lot. (laughs) So we want to be really generous with ourselves and say, you know, what have I done? You know, maybe you wouldn't be able to communicate it to someone else, but you can hold it. What have you moved through? What have you survived? What have you created? What have you shed? What have you let go of? I cannot believe the changes that have come through for me both tangible and completely intangible since January 1st. And I encourage you to really look at that, own it, name it for yourself. Even if you can't like write it on an Instagram post and like, you know, like it's some things are just for our, for the, for the jewel of our heart. 
And June is a time to really honor that. Everything's blooming. We can see everything. Everything that was once underground in root form is now in bloom form. And we're getting kind of the sweet end in the Northern Hemisphere of like all the flowers and blooms moving into our super verdant green time of summer. So there's a lot of loveliness. How have you personally shifted or changed since January 1st or even March 1st or even March 20th? I feel like a different person, like literally. So it's a big review time. The month of May was all about letting the light in. And in some ways, this full moon in Sagittarius is still doing that, helping us do that work for us. We're getting clear, aiming the bow and arrow, getting ready to harvest in this full moon some aspect of our higher knowing or higher learning around our soul's journey in letting ourselves be seen, in being seen, in seeing others, in both receiving and giving the soul's light which is not light like fluffy, just the stuff we're made of. It's the stuff we might feel afraid to speak or say or express, but is within our heart and soul. Part of letting the light in in June is to realize that, or in May, my apologies, is, and I'm going to speak about May for just a moment in order to port us over to June, because they're very connected. They're building off of one another this month in really strong ways. <clears throat> so a part of the deal with, quote, letting the light in and with shining our light, a part of that package is that we can get very clear. We're able to get really clear on like, oh, damn, I've really been wanting to align with someone or an organization or a way of thinking or, or a group of folks that are not actually, we're not shining light in the same way. They're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. But actually when I'm in full out brightness, we don't align. Or when I'm in full out brightness, they're really threatened. Or when I'm in full out brightness, I realize that the thing that I thought that I really needed to be approved of or to get approval around, I don't because I'm good. I got it. I'm, I'm so good. And if that thing wants to come along, that's great. But if not great, and that's part of the intensity. I mean, there's so many reasons why it's really hard to shine, quote, our light and to receive the light of others. A part of that is that it's a natural release process and it can really identify for us what's not in alignment. And that leads us into, and kind of inadvertently, <laughs> inadvertently, that's been happening this year, this month, this year too, but this month especially, where in opening, getting clear on, you know, what's my truth, my light, what do I desire, what's my, what's my stuff that I want to share and speak on, we wind up really attracting the people that are like, wow, that's my light too. I really like that light and that's that resonates with me. But it also really clears up, really clears up all the stuff that doesn't match. And that, again, leads us right into the sacred mantra for the month of June, which is aligned expansion. Really let that wash over you. It does something to the body to hear it 
aligned expansion. This month is all about expansion. That's a word that really gets batted around a lot for good reason, because really everything in the overcultural world is focused on straight line thinking, linear thinking, or circular thinking. We go in circles or we go in a straight line and either we're going forward in a way that we want or we're going backward in a way that we wish we could control but we can't. But we're really, everything suggests in the universe that we're moving in a spiral. And we know this to be true if we tune in with the soul. So to say the word expansion is only speaking in the language of the spiral because on the spiral, you're either in contraction or you're in expansion. And really both are the same. But contraction yields to greater expansion. The greater the expansion, the greater the contraction. So they really feed into one another and help one another. And this isn't a problem. It's not like at a certain point we should be done with contraction. If you're done with contraction, you're probably dead because you're out of, you're off the planet. That's why like it's good to, this is an aside, but it's why it's really good to be careful of people, folks like gurus who don't really seem to like have problems or say that they had a problem or had an issue and now they're done with that issue. Be careful of that. <laughs> if your teachers are not expanding, I would say, or not contracting and not talking about it, I would say like run. Um, because it's really impossible to be on this planet and not be contracting in order to be growing and expanding in a really great way. So expansion is, again, a real buzzword for a real damn good reason. It's because we're undoing thousands of years of linear thought moving into a spiral fashion. So expansion only means that there's an unfurling after a contraction. The bud is now blooming. That's it. Now, let's get real clear. Let's go down right into the meat of it. Why aligned expansion? That's what came through for me today are those two words. So here's the deal with that. And the cards that we pulled for the month really support this. Everybody, everybody has had at one point a deep dream or a deep desire or relationship around more earthly quote unquote expansions like fame or money or like titles, jobs, etc. There's nothing we're not judging that at all. But so many of us have gone through our own journeys with uncovering for ourselves this is what my goals are around those earthly expansions. And I want to get them. I want to have them. I want to I want to receive them because they're going to make me feel X or they're going to make my parents think X or they're going to make like my old classmates feel Z or whatever it is. We might not admit that to ourselves and we might not see how intense and how limiting that is because it feels like it's going to feel really fucking good to, to have it. We've been waking up a lot in this high priestess justice year around what we're here to do as a soul. And a lot of what we're here to do as a soul can be warped or can be um, misaligned even slightly 
if the ego is shouting a little bit more uh, loudly than the soul's yes. So what that essentially means is that slowly but surely, and June kind of represents a climax point for this, you may start to realize that the goals that you have set for yourself for years might not actually be the goals that are really knocking on your door and calling your name, promising you and wanting to deliver you into joy, into happiness, into offering you everything you've ever actually desired but never knew could come from that door. So it's all about shifting the perspective of the earthly intentions and desires that we've been holding space for. That has been, again, inadvertently, part of what 2018 has been the function of it, the the medicine of it, the reason for it has been to clarify resetting the bone. What is it that we're actually doing here? We can ask that all day long, but there's going to come a point when that's going to start to spill out into the way that we look at the future. And what is it that we actually, like, for example, like if, if your goal has always been to do X, you know, to do anything, be a doctor, be in fashion, be the editor, if there's a particular goal, June is the time to question that goal. And to actually say to yourself, is that something that I desire because of the safety, the security that I think it's going to help me gain? Is there something about the title that makes me feel important? Is there some, just like really go there and don't be afraid to really ask those questions because you might get to the end of that questioning. And the idea of being an editor of a magazine or a doctor could light you the fuck up. And that's what your soul is calling for. But it only takes a little bit to unravel something that makes us feel a little wheezy, like a a little funky, a little sick to our stomachs. And we might ignore that for years. And to expand in alignment means to blossom, bloom, shine light, step forward, reap what we've sown, say yes to our soul's truth, receive gifts and goodness and yeses and movements in certain directions, but in a way where the foundation is incredibly sturdy, in a way where there are roots, in a way where we're not just serving the purpose of the ego and we're not just saying, you know, this would be fun or this person's doing it that way, so I should do it this way or Like really asking yourselves, like everybody in the world, you know, a lot of people, (laughs) you know, anyway, not everyone in the world, but a lot of people, especially in the Western world, have these goals that they want to be like world travelers for work. Not everybody actually wants that. They think they want that. Not everybody actually, some people are real homebodies. Some people energetically get so zapped by travel. Some folks are very sensitive to the energies of other places. And some folks, I am one of these people, have very strong land connections. And I know right away when a particular piece of land doesn't really, we don't really have anything to say to one another right now or in this lifetime or, you know, whatever it is, or 
you know, I don't want to say I'm not welcome, but I don't feel sometimes like there's a big yes for me to go. So then what do you do with that? <laughs> what do you do? If there's this, and you know, if there's this huge desire to be traveling, 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 June is the opportunity to say, well, is there really, or is that something that felt there was a kernel and a, a spark of light in that desire to be free? Was I working a job at a time or living a life in which I felt unable to move, unable to be liberated? Because the brain, the first thing it's going to do is say, oh, travel. But now we're not in those times anymore. You might still be in those times, but we're starting to evolve collectively out of what the brain wants because it's misinterpreting the soul's desire in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, again, June is not necessarily about like fixing or, you know, whatever. It's actually about massive expansion and not being afraid to fucking go for it. But it is very much about inquiry and review and asking ourselves bluntly, bluntly, is this gold dream vision of mine due for an upgrade? Am I really clear about what I want here? You know, you may or may not want to turn off this episode. If that is here, I, you know, you can honor that, of course. But if there's a certain part of you that's like, that doesn't apply to me, or if it's making you uncomfortable, I encourage you to follow your gut about whether or not you want to hang out in it. Because here's the thing. If a bone is a little bit fractured or if we sprain our ankle and we don't really work to heal it and reset it, running is never going to feel quite the same. And we're going to have more complications, more difficulties, and maybe even we might get re-injured and have to do the same thing over again, but harder. So as shitty as this might sound to some people who are really feeling confronted with this idea of having to re-engage with goals, why we want them, what we're going for, I encourage you to remember that it's way easier to heal and reset an injury or a misalignment now than later. Later, when we've put years of work into, you know, doing something one way or another way. And I'll offer an example of my, off of, right off of my own life. <laughs> so I've lived, I lived in an apartment for, I just moved. I lived in an apartment for about a decade that I felt very grateful to call home, but was really um, tough to live in. It was tough to live in because uh, there were some people who created dangerous situations in the building. And it was tough to live in because it wasn't very well maintained. And it was tough to live in because there was absolutely no sunlight. And it was tough to live in because it was often, the building was often not very clean. There were a number of reasons that as deeply grateful and lucky as I felt to have a home and to have an apartment in New York that my husband and I made a home, there were some real, real factors that would arise every now and again, because obviously people were not dangerous in there every day, but it would come up and there would be a situation where I would feel like, 
I'm unsafe in my apartment. I'm unsafe in my home. And because this work is my living, when I quit my day job, I thought, well, of course, I'm going to see people in my apartment. And thankfully, nothing ever arose that put anyone in danger, certainly. But there was always this feeling of never, ever questioning whether or not to have anyone in my apartment for readings, because that's what you do. You see people in person. People want to see you. They want an experience. They want like blah, 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 blah. I never even considered doing it another way. I did Skype readings when I never considered actually asking myself, do you really want to see people in person and have them in your home? Never. And so the whole time that I was doing readings professionally from my home, I would be low-grade stressing. Like every day, we have to move somewhere a little bit nicer. I should get a space. Felt fine for me to live there. But it didn't feel like some reason I wanted something different to be working, you know, in. And um, then I got some health news that immediately clarified for me that I needed to have my home back. So I shifted all the people that were in person to distance. I had been trying to move for about 10 years. It never worked. And within two months of not doing in-person readings anymore, I got a new apartment that is very safe (laughs) and very pretty and has a lot of light and is a little bit more spacious. And ironically, I believe that that apartment was able to come through because I released the very thing that I never allowed myself to question. Because for me, letting go of the idea of doing in-person readings was the last thread. Again, this is only me personally. It was the last thread in letting go of my readings needing to be something different from what they are. And in person doesn't actually support them. It doesn't even really support my channel. I'm so much clearer when I do distance readings. It was really a shock actually to like start to do them again. I was like, damn, this is clear as day. So that's a very privileged example because it's a privilege to be able to move. It's a privilege to be able to have an apartment, but it came and is significant to share for me because I don't consider that an accident, that I was able to shift out of this apartment that no matter what I tried to do, I couldn't seem to leave or move out of the second that I said to myself and recognized for myself, I'm not an in-person reader. They're something different. It's not about whatever that experience is. I do a little bit better. And if people don't like that, that's totally fine. And actually, since that, I've had a complete turnover almost in clientele. And a lot of people who are coming to me now are way more aligned with, not that anyone was misaligned before, but whoa, baby, a complete 180. They're not looking for anything that an in-person requires. So it's, it's a beautiful thing, but for reasons that I'm not even going to get into on this podcast, 
it was very confronting for me to let go of in-person readings. And yet I got one of the greatest goals of my life when I let them go. So aligned expansion, misaligned expansion for me personally probably would have been if I had forced the move into another apartment just so I could see more people. It never worked when I tried to do it that way. Once I let it go, an apartment came with ease. It was almost scary. Like my husband and I were like, what changed? It took me a little while to realize that changed. My pressure on myself and my expectation on myself shifted. And as such, my home shifted. And it's still completely, I support people in readings and in classes all the time. That's another thing. It took me a long ass time to realize that I don't particularly like doing group classes in person, but I really love, really love doing online classes and they've expanded enormously. My audience who I'm able to reach, the I can keep the prices lower. <clears throat> it's an amazing thing to be able to root into one's, you know, truth. But I will say it does lose a little bit of its cool factor. You're not really doing anything at a shop that's quote cool or whatever. And that used to be something that was really important to me, you know, like a couple years ago. And if there's one thing in this lifetime that I'm learning, it's letting go of that image in order to step into my truth and be cool in my own way and not necessarily for showing up at like this place or that place. Um, that's not to say I won't ever do in-person work again, but I really, really, really like not doing it and find that I have a much greater quality of life. And again, that sinks into some real deep medicine for me. So that is an example of what it is to expand in a very aligned way, in a way that is sustainable, in a way that feeds the soul. The transformations and upgrades that we've been moving through personally and collectively have been enormous. Layers are flaking off of us. The why of that is multitudinous, but in this particular instance, it's to support us in long-term expansion. Long-term expansion with solid ground and deep roots. And particularly, that's coming up and shifting our relationship to the ideas of success, fame, money, and earthly desires. How we literally show up on this planet, how we express our magic, and how that intersects and weaves into the actual physical world that is around us. So it's a soul piece and it's an earthly piece and they're coming in and weaving together as one. So last month we were encouraged and invited to begin to quote, let the light in. And now we get to do all this work on all these places that the light is showing up in our lives. And we are being prepared to expand in a way we never have before that is completely aligned with our truth and our soul path. Once we take the ego out of things, life is so much sweeter. It is so nice. There isn't necessarily a visual on that 
that you might have wanted. But what the body, what the brain is really looking for is something that is in, again, that that golden kernel of light. It's in whatever we're wanting. The brain just gets confused, like that travel example. We, We desire freedom and movement. That might not necessarily translate to getting on a plane, you know? So like the apartment example, if there's a desire to physically uproot and lay down roots in a new place, we have to think about, well, what's my intention for that move? My intention took me five years to figure out that my intention for moving was a little bit out of alignment. And once I shifted that, the apartment came right in. So I offer that example for a couple reasons to contextualize things, but also to say, I am not an instant manifester. Things go really, I mean, technically speaking, I can move very quickly and expand quickly because I'm a very hard worker, but I don't, um, it takes a long time for me to shift into things like moves. This took me 10 years. So it takes me a while sometimes to, to land on one thing or another. And sometimes it takes a little while for me to be seen in that. So for that to shift like overnight is unusual. So I share that to say that we're all learning this power that we have, not necessarily for quote manifestation, but for alignment in kind of within the context of expansion. So when we're thinking about expanding into something greater, the external matching the internal, we have to get clear on the why. Why do we want it? And if it's for um, something that feels really tender and super duper duper vulnerable, like we want to be seen, we want to be recognized, we want to be approved of, we want to have we want to be chosen. It gets if it can really go there, and I encourage you to go there because I was so wrapped up around my desire to have a quote nicer apartment to see people in, so that there was an element of being like chosen. Um, it was more complex than that, but I didn't know that until I woke up to it and stopped doing one on ones because I couldn't anymore, and started to find like wow, I have like a lot more energy. My my channel is like blasting, like, holy shit, there's such a difference in not having people in my home, you know? And that was one of the last layers to fall of me fighting the kind of work that's meant to come through me, not necessarily the kind of work I wanted to do. So I share that again to ask you, What is the kind of expansion that wants to come through you, but you don't necessarily want? And by the way, that doesn't mean that you can't, quote, have the thing. It actually means you get to have the thing. But you get to have the thing in a different way than you might have ever thought. Aligned expansion. Moving into our truth in a way that is solid, long-lasting, that doesn't waver, and we don't need to be, act, or elicit anything in order to get it. You know, once we let go of that level of exhaustive reaching and pushing, 
we can really just fly free. And then we're available for so much more gifts and treasures that can come through to us. It doesn't mean that we don't work. It means that we're working in a way that's aligned. The mud actually nourishing the lotus rather than there being mud with more mud. Hopefully that makes sense. It's very powerful. We're going from kind of getting clear on the light, what we're doing, what we're saying, to a space of really committing to a new level of expansion, but in a way that is totally aligned with our yes. I will say like, this is just sort of coming to me because it feels right. Like I know that probably everybody listening to this is tired, whether you're comfortable admitting that or not. You can be over fucking joyed with your life, loving your life, grateful for your life, aware that in the midst of the horrors that happen in this country, in this world to other people, that you are one of the luckiest people on earth. It doesn't mean that you can't be tired. Part of that exhaustion in direct association with what we're talking about Part of that exhaustion comes directly from trying to live a life that doesn't want to live through us. And that doesn't mean we're not meant for it. That doesn't mean that we can't have what we want. Again, it's the contrary. What needs to be released that's not in alignment for us to expand in a way that lets us not be quite so tired? It's amazing how much more energy we reclaim when we're not fucking around with stuff that doesn't want to hang out with us. And that started in May when we began to let our light in and it probably became very clear really quickly. Hmm. I don't really like this (laughs) or damn, I'm not really sure I'm into this. And like, now what? Or I'm still completely in the middle of going from one thing to another. And, you know, gosh, like, I don't know. What's my next move here? You know, wherever we find ourselves in that, it's okay. This month is about planting seeds, really connecting with deep roots in order, again, to to expand in an aligned way and to help to, again, have us reclaim some of that energy and not be quite so tired in the small scale of things. The other thing that you know, is really important to remember is that whether you're in the summer Southern Hemisphere, the Northern Hemisphere, we have the great equinox coming up this, this month in June. And this is the middle point. This is the point when it's the day of the longest light of the year on the Northern Hemisphere. And it's the day when things are balanced, dark and light, where we start turning toward the dark, actually, even though things are becoming their brightest, we know that It's reached a penultimate, and now we're starting to fall toward the dark very, very slowly. So it's a day of total balance, like a perfect half moon. We are encouraged to look at how we can create more of this balance in our lives through our doing, through our desiring, and through our relationship with earthly means. It's really important. So the Wild Soul Tarot Collective reading for the month ahead, the medicine of the month is six of wands. So six of wands, sixes in the tarot are all about expansion, always, in some way, whether it's like a joyful expansion or it's just like, whoa, I pulled myself out of hell and now I'm not in hell anymore. (laughs) So there are levels and layers to expansion, of course. But um, 
Six of Wands, you know, can affectionately be known as like the fame card, can be known as the expansion card, like the expansion card, and often shows the figure of someone who has sort of won a battle, quote unquote, and is riding up on this horse and who is, quote, higher than other people. So there's this element and this feeling of someone being up higher and people being down below, which we tend to equate with fame. Now, let's let's dive into the true bones of this card because that can be true, but it also is really coming at us for a much more powerful um, reason this month. So it relates very deeply to what I've been talking about. It relates to the idea that there's an expansion. It relates to the idea that it's centered around our passions, our desires, our fire. That's wands. But it doesn't relate to us being, quote, higher than anyone else. In fact, when this dude is up on the horse, sometimes the ego can pull us into a situation where we feel like we're higher or we we have a perception of being high or on a certain level. And what happens? Then we either try to retain that title and we see everyone as an enemy or we can practice being available to understand that like everything, it's a spiral. We're not up high. We're not down low. We just are. And whatever the perception of where we are, that's not even really up to us. It doesn't even really matter. We can feel like it really deeply matters for a little while, but once we sink into the truth, we realize that it really is just, again, a very spiralic walk and in no way a circle or a straight line. The Six of Wands is ultimate shine your light card, the ultimate aligned expansion card, because it has to do with us feeling into the energy of our truth. It has to do with us being supported by something, the horse in this case, but being very deeply supported by the movement underneath us. And it's not about keeping other people down or lower than us. They are welcome to come up and join us anytime they desire. The six of wands is us being invited to do work around our perceptions of success, around what feels aligned and what doesn't. It also asks us to do work around totally letting go of control. The idea that we could have a quote, you know, good streak or a bad streak. Like it just, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because again, everything flows and nothing is permanent. People can love you one day and hate you the next day. And if it doesn't matter to you, that's great. As long as you're trying to be the best person you can be. So it doesn't matter. With that being said, in a more soul centered way, the six of wands is just simply about us saying, I'm going to shine and I'm not really going to give a fuck if you like it or not. I'm not really going to give a fuck if it threatens you. I'm not really going to give a fuck if you want to tear me down from this horse. You can want to do that all you want. My destiny is greater than your ego. My destiny is also greater than my ego. And if I'm meant to share my voice and shine a light for this moment alone, I deeply welcome that. And if it wants to go, it can go. So it's about real deep engagement with the ego and the soul as it pertains to expansion in all aspects. And what we're leaving behind in May is the fool reversed. This tells us the fool is, as everyone listening to this knows, 
about massive expansion because we're leaping into a whole new cycle. It's not even like, oh, like quitting your job. to do No, man. It's like a full-on brand new lifetime it, within the lifetime. It's a whole new soul cycle. <laughs> I didn't realize it. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was saying soul cycle when I said it. And then as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is hilarious. It's a brand new cycle of soul expansion. I'll put it that way. Brand new soul cycle. <laughs> Just sorry, I'm cracking myself up. To leave this behind, when we get the full reversed, it means that the human part of us is a little scared of the kind of leaps that the soul wants to make. And so the work we do in the full reversed is to kind of come up to that scared part and ask it questions, tune in with it, ask it how we can support it a little bit more, how we can be of service to it. It's not about not leaping, but we've done that work in May. What has been holding us back from expanding in the way that our soul desires? What part of us is afraid that we won't be okay? What part of us is nervous that we won't make it, that we will be looked upon as foolish? We've done that work. And it's not to say that we won't have to do that work again, but we've really done that work. We've focused in on that work. We've connected to that work. What we're leaving behind in May is the fear. It's the terror that we're not going to be okay if we shine our light. I mean, let's also really fucking go there. Most people listening to this podcast, I feel very safe in saying, have some past lifetimes that they've been murdered for or burned for, for being themselves, for being sexual, for being a witch, for practicing midwifery, for practicing magic. That tends to stay in us. If we're a witch in one lifetime, we're, we tend to continue on that way. Most of us have a coding in our DNA that we're afraid to get murdered for what we do. And some people are still actively working through that, depending on where they live in the world or depending on the kind of belief systems that their caretakers have or their community has. That's still active for many people. And for some of us, it's no longer an active part of the fear, but it doesn't matter because it feels like it is. Six of wands is a nod to that and a way of saying, if I shine my light too, too much, eventually people are going to want to tear me down off of this. The lesson that we learn in six of wands is not to give a fuck about it because they can want to do that all they want. Eventually they're the ones who are going to have to work through the energetic yuck of that and you'll be fine no matter what happens you'll be okay with the full reversed that's part of the resistance to leaping what if I leap and I'm not safe I'm not okay you know whatever it is we're leaving that behind in May and releasing it and what we're moving into in June to support six of wands is queen of cups queen of queen of cups exclusively holds up the aligned piece of aligned expansion Queen of Cups is the silent grandmother in a way or, you know, cousin or auntie to high priestess. And we can even say that maybe Queen of Cups is younger than high priestess, whatever it is. Queen of Cups barely speaks, doesn't, is not going to make you do anything. She holds the most powerful other than high priestess in the tarot the most powerful invitation to drop 
into the truth of ourselves, to swim into our inner waters and to get clear on who we are potentially out of anyone and to actually embody this, to embody the great mystery, to embody our inner knowing, our trust, our truth. Queen of Cups, I believe, is also very related to the idea of ethics. It's We're not really going to get this person with Queen of Cups who's going to bend or want to do things because they look cute or to get this or that or, you know, to find a partner because their parents will approve of them. Queen of Cups is going to be the teacher that's going to come into our life that's going to encourage us to really evolve past that to nurture the part of us that might really want to call in a person that our parents really approve of, but to know that that part of us doesn't really get to drive the car, not in a soul-centered life, no fucking way. So Queen of Cups is here to hold that alignment, to draw us into the double water, the truth, the ocean of our being, to ask ourselves, what is the deepest part of me want? Where is the intersection between the Six of Wands and the Queen of Cups in me? Where do they live? What feels right? What feels aligned? What feels appropriate for me to be giving my work, my money, my time to? Who feels appropriate for me to be of service to? All of that she talks about. The gentle message from divine is the hermit reverse. So when we get hermit reverse, one of two things are happening. Either it's time to leave the hermit or it's time to stick the landing in the hermit and hang out there a little bit longer. With this particular medicine, I'm really getting to not be afraid of the hermit. That's really the medicine I'm getting, that the gentle message from divine is don't be afraid to not do until you know. Don't be afraid to hang out for a day or two or an hour before saying yes, before committing to a gig, before saying yes to a job, whatever it might be, until you are real clear that your soul says yes. Don't worry about needing to leap or not leap. Just be right where you're meant to be. It is very wise not to rush in terms of our greater movement this month. So if you're feeling like you want to make decisions, rush, hurry up, the hermit will come through. And the reversal, there's great medicine to the hermit. The hermit will come through to help us to move through that discomfort and shift into a space of willingness to pause because it's really the greatest invitation that the hermit brings. So that gentle message from divine is saying, do not be afraid of your sacred pauses this month because they are going to help you. They're going to help us. In June, we move from Gemini to Cancer, from the lovers to chariot. So in the lovers we talked about in May, the lovers shifts us into a space where we begin to see the external as a mirror for our internal. So what that means is that if we've got like, you know, if we've got beliefs, low self-esteem, you know, if we've got a relationship to something that feels kind of limiting or shitty, the universe might bring us a very powerful friend, lover, um, you know, student to reflect to us or group of people to reflect to us like, no, you're, this is great. We love this or you're beautiful and we love this part of your body or, you know, whatever it might be. 
We accept you. We see you. We love you. To be able to shift our relationship to ourselves. Because June is so much about the lovers. June is so much about Gemini. This is still what we're working through. So again, that idea of aligned expansion, there is nothing greater than getting a big old honk and piece of proof from the universe, external universe to say like, hi, this matches or hi, this doesn't match to get us clear on what's aligned for us and what isn't, what feels good and what doesn't. Moving into the chariot though, that's when the good work really starts to happen. So the chariot is, Here's the deal with the chariot. The chariot kind of has double meaning. It has two dual, deeply significant meanings. The first is that it's kind of a beautiful omen in everything it touches. And it has to do with this beautiful ability, like a vehicle being perfectly in control, having everything we need. It looks good. Um, you know, we it's like training for a marathon. Like we, we are prepared to go the distance. We can take the full journey. And where it usually indicates that we're about to go is to a place of victory and success. Now, the other piece of the chariot is that might be true, but there is going to come a point when we are going to outgrow our chariot. Like cancer with her crab shell, we get to a point where we can't go any further in it, where it isn't meant to sustain the journey, the changing roads, we need another, quote, car. We need another vessel or we need no vessel. And it's time to walk out of the container and the vessel that we've built and step out of and into what is aligned. So the movement from the lovers to the chariot this month sums up this whole theme, this whole mantra of aligned expansion because first we're getting an opportunity to see proof in the external world about what loves us and what doesn't, what lights us up and what doesn't, what we're meant to take and imbibe and what we're meant to release, what is no longer true, what is true. Then we're meant to take all that information and clarify, review for ourselves, is my chariot, my horses, my chariot, my container, my crib, actually where I'm meant to be? Is it the best vehicle for my journey? Was it the best vehicle for my journey? Is it time for me to let go of my chariot and begin to walk on foot to search for better transportation? What is it about what I'm traveling in that is ready to be shifted or changed, if at all. So it's like we get to do all the deep inquiry work in Gemini. And then when we shift over to Cancer in our really powerful equinox energy, we get to say to ourselves like, wow, great. There's a movement happening here and I get to make choices. I get to ask myself, where is it that I desire to go with all of this? Does this match? Does this align? Do I need to change direction? Completely fits in with the beauty of that. So just know that that's moving through us as well. We have two very potent moons. We have a new moon in Gemini on June 13th. Very potent opportunity to clarify our desires for communication, for welcoming in greater clarity in the external, for welcoming in our match, our twin, our, our twin flame. Big time to do that. 
obviously we have our summer solstice. We're going to have like a special um, tarot for the wild soul or um, podcast episode about the equinox. So we'll talk about rituals and, but it's known as Letha. We can do beautiful herb work. We can do work with fire. We can do work with anything that brings us closer to the idea of honoring the light, turning toward the dark. We really want to rest and drop into that in the, in Letha or in the summer equinox or solstice. And then we have a full moon in Capricorn on June 27th when we fully moved into Cancer. So here's the significance of that pup. So again, we do all this inquiry work, all this clarity work on, you know, what do I want to be seen for, to speak for? What do I want to be involved with? What am I expanding into? And does it really match what wants me? That's what the benefit of Gemini gets to do for us. Then we have our new moon in Gemini that clarifies for us, okay, what am I, how can I plant seeds to be more in alignment with mm, the ego and the soul being as one? How can I call in external circumstances that match that soul desire? Then we move through the energy of the solstice. We transition into the medicine of cancer. We start moving into our frequencies of greater clarity with the chariot. Do we need to shift, make changes? How can we greatly uh, adjust in order to um, move more into quote unquote victory in our lives? And then we have a full moon in Capricorn, which basically says, okay, now that all that's clarified for me, how can I shift into a space where I'm able to harvest and make manifest the hard work that's going to support all of this expansion. If I've changed my mind, shifted my perspective, moved and done deep soul work, released and shedded all these different ideas of what I quote, thought I want, thought I wanted, um, and the soul of which I might actually still want, but the form of it, how it's going to come to me might change. Now that I've done all of that, how can I step into this and bring that Capricorn energy down through me to make it happen? So we have this beautiful seal that happens in the full moon in Capricorn that's really potent and very powerful. So yeah, aligned expansion, totally profound, very transformative energy this month. Um, I'm really getting intuitively that like we might really feel this on the conscious level or we might not. It might just start being that we might start really feeling into different things. If so, really trust that. We start. We might start feeling intuitively like we're done working with a certain, you know, collective or group or at a space. Or um, we might might not have that privilege to stop quote working for a certain space or you know organization. But we want to pay attention to the feeling that we get when we do it. And we can acknowledge like, oh, this isn't working anymore, yada, yada, yada. I'd really like to begin to process and move more toward an expansion time. So that being said, there's a lot of benefit to the loveliness of aligned expansion. We're actually creating strong roots here so that we can move into a space where we no longer have to worry about needing to drop it because it doesn't work anymore or having to go through another nervous breakdown because we're so off of our alignment again or we're moving into both expansion and alignment. 
And to do that, very deep soul work is required. Very deep inquiry is required. And there's no better time to inquire than Gemini season. (laughs) Maybe Libra season. But Gemini, there's a sprightly energy to the inquiry that is really perfect for this kind of thing. So yeah, depth of six of wands, releasing the idea of being afraid to trust our leap, our soul, yes, our jump, welcoming in queen of cups to move along with six of wands, to weave together and create this beautiful cauldron of depth and sacredness and of earthly expansion. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what I have for you today. It's a deep one, complex one, I think in many ways. Um, yeah, if you loved this episode and if you loved Tarot for the Wild Soul, a way that you can provide a beautiful, uh, thank you to me and to everyone who works on this podcast, my husband who engineers it and edits it, Chase Voorhees, is to leave us a nice review on iTunes. We so appreciate it. It makes a huge difference for Um, our rankings. It makes a really big difference for where people see us. Um, It means a lot. So if you'd like to leave a five-star review, you don't actually even have to write anything. You can just like pop that five-star in. Um, And yeah, I don't really feel like I have any other announcements. I don't think so. Um, Just delighted to be here and thanking everyone for joining me today. And thanking you in advance, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, that also helps. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Happy full moon in Sagittarius. May this month be incredibly fruitful for you. May it provide you with everything you need. And um, I will talk to you next week with a beautiful interview for this podcast. But until then, be well and take care of yourselves. Bye.